الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد نعم 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 حياكم الله وبياكم أحبتي في الله إنه الوقت الذي لطالما انتظرناه إنه وقت الأربعين النووية So Wow that was laggy Let's go Let's go Let's go uh, No chatting during the class Spare us the salam and the return of the salam Keep it simple. Let's get right into it. Then you can tell me how you feel about things afterwards, inshallah. طيب, alhamdulillah. Now, so we continue with the hadith of Ad-Din al-Nasiha. Uh, and it's a very important hadith indeed. And we were discussing the various aspects of that. Uh, in the class, let me just put this here so I don't have to be bothered. Good. All right. Uh, we mentioned the marahil. Uh, we did that. طيب. الأمر الرابع. إيه. إيه نعم. الأمر الرابع من النصيحة للعلماء. So the fourth matter concerning ad- sincere advice to the scholars. أنك إذا رأيت منهم خطأ فلا تسكت وتقول هذا أعلم مني. If you see a mistake, if you see an error happening from the scholar, don't remain quiet and say he's more knowledgeable than me. He is more knowledgeable than me. بل تناقش بأدب واحترام. Rather, you should dialogue. You should have a dialogue with him. You should discuss the matter with him with manners and respect. لأنه أحيانا يخفى على الإنسان الحكم. Because sometimes a person becomes negligent or forgets about the actual ruling. فينبيهه من هو دونه في العلم. Then he is, he is notified. He is he is uh, informed by one who is lesser than him in knowledge. فيتنبه. So he becomes aware. وهذا من النصيحة للعلماء. This is part of having sincere advice for the scholars. That when you see a brother making, this is for the scholar, let alone a student of knowledge or a caller to Islam. So when you see mistakes, then they need to be called out. They need to be highlighted. Allahumma, you should do so with adab and ihtiram. What's going on? One moment, guys. You had the right, wrong background? Allah <laughs> uh, So we, you have to call it out and you have to do it, but you do so respectfully. Of course, this is when dealing with Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. As for Ahlul Ahwa'i wal Bid'ah, the people of desires and innovations, then they have a whole other set of treatments that are appropriate to them and to their craziness. Al Khamis, the fifth matter. That you should guide those scholars and the people of knowledge regarding the best way needed in, in inviting people to the deen of Allah. If 
If you see that the scholar loves the dissemination and the, the spread of knowledge. And he speaks in every place given a chance. And you see that the people are saying, this guy has become a burden. The people are burdened by him. And they're saying, this guy is burdening us. Every time we sit in a gathering, he gets up and he gives a speech. Subhanallah, it is from the sincere advice to the scholar is that you tell him, you, you guide him, you inform him, you advise him that he should not speak except if the situation allows it. Except if the occasion allows it. Don't say to yourself, if I tell him that, then I'm, I'm stopping the spreading uh, of knowledge. Rather, this is actually a type of the preservation of knowledge. Because if the people become bored, they will be bored of the scholar and his, and his speech. Ah. So I remember... Uh, for example, in the, in the Musalla, at my work, somebody had asked me to give a talk after every Salah. And I refused. Because, first of all, that's too much. That's too much. Second of all, the people, uh, very often I'll be disturbing the people that did not join the Salah in Takbir al-Ihram. So whoever missed the Raka'ah or two or three, or four, if we pray in Dhuhr or Asr, we'll have, to, we'll have a lot of raka'at to make up. And I don't want to be the person disturbing them while they are praying. I don't want to be the one disturbing them while they are praying. And this is an error that many people fall into, the lack of consideration and not understanding the priorities in Islam. Like yesterday I was in uh, Salatul Jumu'ah, and I'm sitting in my place, some, some, some man enters, and the khatib is calling the adhan for the second, the second adhan. Which means afterwards, as soon as he sits down, the imam will begin the khutbah. He already gave the salam. And the brother standing, two of them, one on my right, one on my left, standing the whole time while the mu'adhin is calling the adhan, which took him like two minutes. And then when the khatib began the khutbah, they said, Allahu Akbar, they started praying. Now, I was... I was using my hand gestures telling me, Akhi, pray, pray. And he's looking at me like, what's, what's wrong with you, crazy man? Like, why would you want me to pray while the mu'adhin is calling the adhan? And the truth is, this is jahl. This is ignorance of Islam. You repeating after the mu'adhin is not obligatory. You waiting for the mu'adhin to finish for you to pray is also not obligatory. You listening to khutbah al-jum'ah is obligatory. You paying attention to the khatib is obligatory. So in a situation like this, as soon as you enter the masjid, you begin praying, even if the khatib is calling, the, even if the muaddin is calling the adhan. Don't worry about him. You do your salah. So you could catch as much as possible of the khutbah without you being distracted in another act of worship while the khatib is given the khutbah. Kapish. So, you know, people don't know what's up. They, don't, they cannot uh, assess the priorities in the religion of Islam. So don't say to yourself, no, this is, you know, I'm preventing him from spreading knowledge. Because the people become bored. So I said, no, I'm not going to give a talk after every salah because that is too much for the people. 
Okay, I'm a da'i. Does that mean every time I go play football? Every time I play football with the guys before the, uh, the, the game? Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi akhwan. I would like to remind you about, you know, paying your zakah on time. Ishaad, akhi, you come in here to play football. Ya rajal, next time they're going to tell me, Allah yarda alayk, don't play football with us. Go give a lecture on YouTube to your audience and let us play football. You have to be wise. Nobody said, Wallah, I'm a da'i. I'm supposed to be giving da'wah all the time. You have to be smart, man. Yes, every opportunity you can give da'wah, you will. But those are not valid opportunities in the first place. Otherwise, if the people become bored of you, imagine. As soon as starts like it, oh my God. Not again. This Abu Mus'ab does not shut up for Allah's sake. Dude, what's the point of me giving a reminder if people just want me to shut up? You see what I'm saying? Tamam. Ya Halloween. ولهذا كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يتخول أصحابه بالموعظة. That's why the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would select the right time for the admonishment that he would give the Sahaba. يعني لا يكثر الوعظ عليهم. He does not admonish them frequently. مع أن كلامه صلى الله عليه وسلم محبوب إلى النفوس. Even though his speech is beloved to the people. خشيت السآمة out of concern from him عليه السلام that they would become bored or burdened. والإنسان يجب أن يكون مع الناس كالراعي يختار ما هو أنفع وأجدا. So the person should be with the people like the shepherd. He should know what is more beneficial and more worthy. تمام. So this concludes the نصيحة to علماء. أما النصيحة للأمراء. As for the advice to the rulers, the Muslim leaders and the Muslim rulers, the people in charge. Takunu bi umur. It is. It happens in a number of a number number of ways. Among them, اعتقادو إمامتهم وإمرتهم. First, you have to have firm belief about their actual imama and their authority. Imra meaning from amara. Meaning they have the الأمر يرجع إليهم في هذه المسائل. Meaning they are the people in charge. They are the people who will uh, who will rule the rulers. First, that they are the imam and that they are the rulers. There's a better translation instead of me going around in circles around myself. Whoever whoever rejects that they are uh, people in charge, he has not been sincere to them. And of course, you could put under this category the 90%, 95% of the uh, Muslim world who don't believe in the rulership of the Muslim rulers. Not, not in the countries where they, uh, most of these guys who don't believe are already living with the kuffar and having a blast over there. But they want to jump all the way across the oceans to the Muslim land and also deny the rulership of the actual rulers. That's, that's the level we're at right now. The Hizb tahrir uh, slash Khariji slash uh, Majnoon, uh, you know, segment of people. لأنه إذا لم يعتقد أنه مراء فلن يمتثل أمرهم ولن ينتعمنوا عنه. Because if the person does not believe that they are rulers in the first place, he will not fulfill their, uh, uh, he will not obey their commands, and he will not uh, stay away from what they prohibit. فلا بد أن تعتقد أنه إمام أو أنه أمير. You must believe first that he's an imam or that he's an, an, a ruler. ومن مات وليس في عنقه بيع مات ميتة جاهلية مات ميتة جاهلية whoever dies having not pledged any allegiance 
then he has died the death of ignorance. He has died the death of the ignorant people, the people that are not Muslims. If you die without having an allegiance to a Muslim ruler. Now, this is if you're living in a Muslim land. If you're not living in a Muslim land, that's a whole nother discussion. That is not, this is not the time for it. But all of y'all who are living in the Muslim lands, and there's a Muslim ruler, no matter how corrupt he is, no matter how deviant he is, no matter how disobedient he is, no matter how vile he is, as long as he's a Muslim, and it's not on you to take him outside of Islam based on your own assessment because of a report you saw on CNN, or because uh, Daniel Hakikachu shared uh, an article on his uh, Twitter. Huh? Those people that fish in murky water all the time give you all kinds of unverified news, exaggerated news, propaganda news that is aimed at discrediting and putting down the leadership in Islam among the Muslim countries so that the whole, you know, that, so that the poop can hit the fan. And when the poop hits the fan, it's going to scatter everybody and everywhere. And it's easy for them while paying their taxes to the disbelievers to be causing all kinds of nonsense in the Muslim land and supposedly they're only voicing their opinion and they're only enjoying what is good, forbidding what is evil. And while they invite the people to all kinds of corruption, then they turn around and say, we're not telling anybody to do any rebellion in these Muslim countries. We actually want them to obey the Muslim ruler. Manta, you just said that he's, not, he, he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing this and he's doing that. Then you want to turn around and tell them to obey him? What kind of hypocrisy and lie is this? You could fool some people sometime, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And you know, it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up to you. It's a matter of time. So listen to this man. You're living in a Muslim land. You better have an, a pledge of allegiance to the leadership, the Muslim ruler. If you're in Egypt, if you're in uh, Saudi Arabia, you're in Emirat, you're in all these countries you are obliged to have a pledge of allegiance unless you want to die the death of the Jahiliyyah like uh, Abu Jahl and, and those guys. And we're not saying that this person is not a Muslim. But, you know, you're, you're flirting, you're flirting with, with the uh, apparent meaning of the hadith. And we know the scholars have a discussion on this. Again, this is not the time for it. Say, Akhi, those are not rulers. They're not Muslim rulers in the first place. Ta'aliya, ta'aliya, ta'ban ant. Who are you to sit on your, on your comfortable gaming chair <laughs> with your fancy colorful keyboard and declare disbelief upon a person? Who are you and what qualifications do you have? And what, what authority do you have? And who entitled you to this very critical, sensitive matter that literally changes the lives of millions of Muslims? You taking someone, a ruler outside of Islam, will impact the entire Muslim ummah. Because you're saying that his, his uh, reign is, is illegitimate. His reign is invalid. Therefore, all the rules concerning obeying the ruler are, are automatically removed. And you're technically saying that if the people have the ability, they should also revolt and remove him. That's what you're saying. That's what Daniel and those people are saying. Indirectly, subliminally, in the most wicked and twisted way. And that's why they're taking down those videos where he was passing the takfir on these rulers. He tells you one thing and when, with one face, the double-faced hypocrite. And then with the other face, he tells you something exactly the opposite. So even if they claim that they're actually for, they're not for. 
They don't believe, they believe these people are puppets. Again, I will repeat the, the Daniel's very words. Those rulers in the Gulf are puppets installed by the West to secularize the Muslim land, to remove Islam from the lives of the people. If that's not kufr and takfir, what is? What is? A person's agenda is to remove Islam. And you say that he's a Muslim and you claim that you're telling the people to obey the ruler? Ya kadab. Liar! Make a clip out of this. Let this, let this guy hear it. Let his, let his followers hear it. They believe all of these rulers are puppets. Therefore, they're telling the people, you don't have a legitimate Muslim ruler. You don't have to do anything for this guy. You could technically revolt and re In fact, you should, according to some opinions, you should revolt and remove him. That's what they're saying. And then they say, Oh, we got nothing to do with khawarij. We're not khawarij. We're not takfiris. What is the khariji and a takfiri then besides that? This is the epitome. This is a khariji, a takfiri in a nutshell. They pass the takfir on these people, but then they tell you in the same breath, I didn't pass takfir. I didn't pass takfir. Just, just ajib. The level of, of delusion or the level of uh, deception is, is painful. It hurts deep down. Let it be heard. Let it be heard. According to them, they're not legitimate. If you feel otherwise, make a clear statement. Make a clear statement that you believe in spite of the uh, Hindu temples that are being built in the UAE, that you still believe that the rulers over there are Muslims. Make it clear to the people what your stance is. In spite of the parties and the Halloween that they're still Muslim rulers. Make it clear. And if, you, if it is indeed the case, then you need to be quiet about them for the rest of your life. Because you're not in a position to be speaking about them, nor is it your business, nor does it concern you. If it really concerned you, book a flight to Texas, Texas, uh, book a flight and go do your work and as a man, as a brave man, just like you went to Suhaib Web, ta'al. Ta'al al-riyad. And go stretch your, your tongue that is only long behind your monitor, but it will become very short once you hear. Let them hear it. Let them hear. Let, let, the, let, let them hear the Inkar al-Munkar. Let them see the Inkar al-Munkar uh, live. Live. Be the, be the, uh, the, as the hadith says, that the best you know, the best uh, person inside of Allah is the, the one who says uh, Be the one who says it at, at, at the feet of the oppressive ruler. Be the, that strong warrior. Come, ta'al, show us what you got. No. Oh, that's too much. Let me debate another kafir instead. I challenge you for a debate. Yes, I will destroy you in the debate. Look at my Wikipedia searching skills. They are unmatched and unparalleled. I am the greatest researcher ever to debate a loser. I won again. It's an easy win. Get any non-Muslim on earth and debate with them. It's an easy win. And you have these people echoing this brother Haji every day makes a video. Yeah, he took down the video. Wallahi, I wish he didn't take it down so I can make a reaction video and make you laugh for the rest of your life. He read two lines, not even one Arabic word was even close to the original. 
I'm not talking about grammatical mistakes because of some advanced qawaid uh, that he doesn't know. I'm talking about pure sarf. Until now, he doesn't know what sabi is. He says, as-sibi. As-sibi. Look, go to Brother Hajji's channel and look at his two uh, latest shorts, uh, you know, against the Mahdi. The, the, he's clouding the Shia. As-sibi. Yeah, and you will never find, you will not find a single person who knows Arabic in the, the entire world will say sibi for as-sabi. CB, he said CB or some, something way out. The other ones he deleted, the other the video he deleted, not even, not even one word was right. Those guys work together. Look at this. One ignorant person who doesn't know where's, uh, anything about the dunya, they work together huh, in, in, uh, in a collaboration to attack Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah in the name of uh, uh, Islam. So these two Diobandis will never call out Brother Haji because they have a Diobandi affiliation for his mistakes, but they're all after me for some advanced grammar matter or something that I say out of, you know, the customary way Lebanese people speak. We're not paying attention to those details. And ever since that Zamla Khair, I've, I've been on point, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. So um, I know I, I went on a tangent, but because all this is relevant, this is the subject of this class. This is the subject of Al Nasiha Li Uli Al Amr. And it is all related and interconnected. Whoever is in charge of the matters of the Muslim, even if he took it by force, even if he took the throne by force, even if he rebelled and he became the person in charge, he is still Waliul Amr. Whether he's a Qurayshi or he's a non-Qurayshi. Subhanallah. We're setting the record straight today. Thaniyan. Secondly, Nashru Mahasinihim Firraiya. La 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 la. Look ya akhwan. Uqsum billah al azim. It is sad. Wallahi, it is sad. Now, when you just speak about what, how a Muslim is supposed to behave, you automatically have names given to you. They, these guys will not withhold from saying that Sheikh bin Uthaymeen rahimullah is a bootlicker. According to their, according to their definition of a bootlicker, everything that the Sheikh is saying will also make him a bootlicker. This is the level of oppression and transgression of these guys. Secondly, regarding sincere advice to the rulers, is to mention they're good among the people. To highlight the good that they are doing among the people. Not only are you not supposed to mention the bad, but you're actually supposed to highlight the good. This will lead, this will cause the people to love them. When the people love them, it will become easier for them to obey. Because it, when they obey, then everybody will be living in peace. Something that we have, something that the rest of the Muslim more or less does not have. And they don't want the peace to be only in one part of the world and not the other. This is the opposite of what some people do. Wherein they spread the mistakes. They spread the mistakes and they hide the good. And this is transgression and oppression. The Shaykh is saying this is a violation and oppression. Uh, um, a million, uh, you know, I don't know how many million Muslims come for Hajj. 
get, take, get taken care of from A to Z, psh, don't say a word. Uh, some celebration happens that is haram, music concert. Why? Why are you going against the, the advice of the scholars and the opinion of the scholars based on the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah according to the way of the Salaf? Why? Why are you so dirty? Why? Why the dirt? Why? We all know those matters are not allowed. Everybody knows. You make it a big fuss out of it is just advertising it, propagating it, and creating more harm than the good you're trying to achieve. And this is another proof of your ignorance of the fundamentals of Islam. You cannot do inkar al-munkar wa ta'ti bi munkar a'zam min al-munkar al-awwal. Ma'lum kalam sadiq ish fi kalam ana? Ma fi inkar munkar jib munkar ziyada. Lazim inkar munkar munkar agal. And the way you're doing it and the rest of these fools are doing it is definitely not. What evil did you, what evil did you forbid? What evil did you forbid when you spoke about it? They all took heed and said, okay, no more celebrations. Thank you, Daniel. What a lovely piece of advice. We were looking forward to your round table session with a bunch of nobodies. So we could, you know, correct matters for the Muslim ummah. Yani, you have to be really as dumb as a doorbell to think that any of these will do any effect. Oh, the only thing they will do is just read the comments on any, any talk you give. Anything. Just read the comments of the people who have lost their mind and calling for assassination. And, and you think it's an FBI agent? Wallahi, don't, don't be surprised if it's an actual genuine follower. A revert to Islam who only learned Islam from, from someone like you. So he's a vile, disgusting human being by nature. He's, he's, he's aggressive and offensive and calling everybody all kinds of names. That's the, that's the fruits of your da'wah. You think that these are agents and bots? I would, I would say could be, probably not. That's all that you're, that's the fruits of your da'wah. People that are pro-khuruj, people that are pro-takfir, people that are pro-criticism, people that are calling other people names, you know, bootlickers, that's all that you've done. This is your da'wah. A bunch of debates with a bunch of losers and creating this enmity against everybody in the Muslim Ummah. The, the compassionate Imams deserve some of the heat. Some of the heat. And even against those you transgress. And then against the so-called madkhalis, then your hisab is with Allah. And it's going to be a rough one. Wallah alladhi la ilaha ghayru is going to be a rough one unless you change or unless Allah guides you unless something happens. Because the amount of transgression that you have on your hands and then the byproduct of your transgression that is being uh, re-echoed by these stooges that you have like this bro haji and these other clowns within your circle, all of these guys are feeding off your stupidity. So they are little stupid people taking from this, the, the bigger stupid guy. And then this become, a, this become your... your, your uh, uh, mode of da'wah you will bear the consequences of that habibi we're all looking forward to it inshallah ta'ala فمثلاً يذكر خصلة واحدة مما يعيب به على الأمراء وينسخ صالاً كثيراً مما قاموا به من الخير وهذا هو الجور بعينه the sheikh said for example they mentioned one one trait that, that could be criticized that could be wrong from the leaders and the rulers and he forgets a lot of good ones of they have a lot of the good that they have done the Sheikh said, this is the epitome. This is exactly what transgression is. Thirdly, Bismillah. 
Complying with what they command and what they forbid. Unless it is in the disobedience of Allah Because there is no obedience to any creation if it entails disobeying the Creator. So this whole, you know, memes about, you know, uh, yoga lessons and send your wives and send your daughters, yeah, ta'ban. Because we keep the, the name of your wife out of our mouth. So you should keep the name of, and, and you should keep our wives and daughters out of your mouth. If you only had some manners and respect. Sending him to the yoga lessons, nobody's going to obey anybody who's going to tell us to disobey Allah. The biggest ruler, the Khalifa himself. The Sahabi, the Khalifa himself, Abu Bakr Siddiq, if he told you to disobey Allah, you don't obey him. So this lie that you fool, your, you deceive your followers with, that we're sitting there saying, you know, yes, abshir, anything, any command that we receive, wallahi, it's a lie. Asa, no one tells us anything in the first place. And whenever something, whenever a, a rule comes out, we, we comply, unless it is a disobedience to Allah, in which case no one enforces it and imposes it upon us. But your whole da'wah is based on lying to the people. So hey, nothing surprises me anymore. The Sheikh said, and obeying them is an act of worship. It is not merely politics. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Obeying the rulers is an act of worship that you get rewarded by Allah for. It is not merely politics. Just because, you know, you're, you know, like the police are, are forcing you to do something. No. These people don't understand this. These johal don't understand even what the scholars say and what the scholars know. They pick up random books which they find in someone's bookstore or someone's bookshelf and then they, uh, they try to read them without even knowing what they're reading and they tell you, oh, well, there's an evidence that, you know, the Ahlul Bayt did khuruj. Well, there's an evidence that Madri Mead did khuruj. Ya rajal, khallak sakit, Allah irham ahlak. أنت أصلا شكلك واحد استغفر الله العظيم يا رب ما أبغى أقول كلام كبير. This is what the scholars say. Who you are. by Allah? If you if you were to stand before Allah, I ask you. If you were to stand before Allah, and you had to choose who you take knowledge from as a as a reliable source, would you choose Bro Haji or Sheikh Bin Uthaymin? Would you choose Daniel Hakikatu or Sheikh Bin Baz? If you're willing to choose the latter, some, some nobody English-speaking guy who because of a YouTube channel he's known to the world, then you're out of your mind. Then you are absolutely out of your mind and you will bear the responsibility for your choice. Allah, this is what the Shaykh is saying. Obeying them is an act of worship. It is not merely politics. There has to be an evidence for that. Otherwise, hey, there's an evidence that Allah commanded that the obedience... فَقَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيعُوا اللَّهُ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ Oh, you have believed. Obey Allah and obey the messenger and the people in charge and obey the ruler among you. فَجَعَلَ ذَلِكَ مِنْ مَأْمُورَاتِهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ Allah made this part of the things that He commanded is that you, com you obey the ruler. وَمَا أَمَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ بِي Take this also, add this to the list of things. And it is not a prerequisite, it is not a condition for you to obey them 
that they don't disobey Allah themselves. I mean, you cannot say only if he's obedient to Allah, I will obey him. If he disobeys Allah, I don't have to obey him. No, the Sheikh said, not, these are not connected. It's not conditional. Obey them in what they command you, even if they themselves disobey Allah. Because you're commanded to obey them, even if they themselves disobey Allah among themselves. Rabi'an, fourthly, sitru ma'ayibihim ma'amkan, Allahu Akbar. Concealing, hiding, covering their, their faults as much as possible. Wajuhada, the, the reason behind that, أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ بِنَ النَّصِيحَ أَنْ تَقُومَ بِنَشْرِ مَعِيبِهِمْ It is not part of sincere advice that you, you publicize their faults. لِمَا فِي ذَلِكَ مِنْ مَلْئِ الْقُلُوبِ غَيْضًا وَحِقْضًا وَحِنْقًا عَلَى وَلَاتُ الْمُورِ Because that... Because that meaning you publicizing their faults is a reason behind the filling of the hearts with anger and, uh, and, and uh, uh, what is حقدن, when you have when enmity and animosity and being fed up with them. Meaning reaching a point where you can't stand them anymore. And when the hearts become filled with, with enmity and animosity, then will come the Tamarrod, which is now when you start becoming disobedient, when you start, you know, going against the rulers. وَرُبَّمَا يَحْصُلُ الْخُرُوجَ عَلَى الْأُمَرَى And perhaps it would lead to the, go, to the khuruj, meaning you basically going out and fighting against them, whether with your tongue or with your sword, where you're basically revolting and going against the ruler, the Muslim ruler. فَيَحْصُلُ بِذَلِكَ مَنَ الشَّرِّ وَالْفَسَادِ مَا اللَّهُ بِعَلِيمٌ And this will lead to evil and corruption. Only Allah knows the extent of that. Only Allah knows the extent of that. And we've seen it. We've seen it in the fellow Muslim countries. وَلَيْسَ مَعْنَ قَوْلِنَا سِتْرُ الْمَعَائِبِ أَنْ نَسْكُتَ عَالْمَعَائِبِ The Shaykh رحمه الله. The Shaykh رحمه الله. He said, and when we say concealing faults, it does not mean that we become quiet about them. بَلْ نَنْصَحِ الْأَمِيرِ مُبَاشَرَةً إِنْ تَمَكَنَّ Rather, we advise the prince or the ruler directly if we're able to do so. وَإِلَّا فَبِوَاسِطَةِ مَنْ يَتَّصَلْ بِهِ مِنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ وَأَهْلِ الْفَصْلِ Or, if we can go directly to him, then through other scholars that have access to the ruler or through the people that have authority, meaning, you know, his, 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 his uh, clan, his posse, his, his uh, entourage, whatever it is. You might know someone who has access to the ruler. Hey, you talk to him, say, man, listen, tell the sheikh, you know, tell the emir such and such, not the sheikh. The sheikh is saying to the guy, tell the emir such and such. Tell him to fear Allah regarding this, to fear Allah regarding that. No problem. Don't be quiet about the mistakes. Just follow the prophetic way and going about it. وَلِهَذَا أَنْكَرَ أُسَامَ بْنِ زَيْدِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قَوْمٍ يَقُولُونَ أَنْتَ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ وَلَمْ تَقُلْ لِفُلَانُ وَالْفُلَانُ يَعْنُونَ الْخَلِيفَةِ That's why Usama bin Zayd, he refuted those who were saying to him, you don't do this, you don't, you know, you don't uh, criticize, you don't advise, you don't do this uh, regarding the khalifa. فَقَالَ كَلَامًا معنا, He said to them words, the, the, the effect of which, to the effect, أَتُرِيدُونَ أَنْ أُحَدِثَكُمْ بِكُلِّ مَا this is not possible. Meaning, rest assured that the people of knowledge are advising the people in charge. You mind your business. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. Abdurrahman, Abdullah, Rabi'ah, Shusmu, Khadija, Aisha, anybody, any Muslim out there. You mind your business. You, mm, she, zip it. Shut up. The people in charge 
are advised by the scholars that have access to them, they have removed this obligation of you. This al-fardul kifaya has been fulfilled by those people that are able to actually impact. They are actually able to make change. They're, able, they're taken seriously and their advice is taken by the people in charge. Even if it's not, it's not your business. It's not your job to correct them from YouTube, to correct them from Twitter, to correct them from Instagram. It is not your job to correct them from social media because that is not correction. That is nothing but the spread and publicizing of this, the faults and the mistakes which will lead to general hatred and the general hatred eventually will be a time bomb that is ticking, tick, tick, tick and one day it will explode. And when it explodes, know that you were part of the mechanics that led to this bomb to explode. You either installed it, you chose the location, you chose the, uh, uh, the time, you, you're, you're involved. Partially. Somehow, somewhere you're part of it. That's why I advise the entire Muslim ummah to be quiet regarding this matter. Because it does not bring about any good. It does not bring about any good. If you really want to, uh, uh, you know, make change, please go to the ruler himself and talk to him and fulfill this obligation that you believe Allah has given you. Otherwise, what you're doing, wallahi, is causing more harm than good. And if you understood the basic principles of Islam and the conditions for enjoying the good and forbidding the evil, wallahi, you wouldn't have said a word. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I say this with a sad heart, we're living at the times of mass ignorance. And because people are so ignorant, any ignorant person now that has a public platform is taken seriously when in reality no one should even look at this person twice. And they claim to be enjoying the good, forbidden the evil. And wallahi, they're doing, they're doing more spreading of the evil than the good that they believe they're doing. Even if they have some good out there. The amount of evil that's coming from them only Allah knows about. Especially regarding this very, very critical, sensitive, nuanced matter. I've warned you. I've done my job. Allahumma shahad. Allahumma shahad anni hadhartahum. Because the blood of the Muslims on your hand, Allah, Allah, be careful. لا يزال المسلم في فسحة من دينه ما لم يصب دما حراما. The believer will remain within a margin, within the margin of his religion, within comfortability of his religion until he spills illegal blood. Once you become involved in the bloodshed, you are in some serious, serious danger. I don't want to be involved. On a small scale, large scale, partially, fully, 50%, 2%, not even 0.01%. And a lot of you who leave those comments, you don't know what you're doing to other people that read those comments. You don't know what impact they will have on the people that read those comments that will make them hate these places even more and you don't know when one of these crazy people will do something and you would be part of the problem you would be an enticer you would be an instigator you would be the one who lit the match fear Allah and keep your mouth shut for your own good whoever believes in Allah on the last day let him say that which is good or be quiet just be quiet we're tired. We're tired of having to discuss this matter. Even the audience right now, I'm sure, they don't want to hear this anymore. Nobody wants to hear this anymore. I'm tired of repeating myself. We need to discuss other things. But you people are causing so much fitna. If you go unnoticed, if no one challenges you, if no one refutes you, 
Wallah, you will be the, 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 the reason behind the biggest revolution in the Muslim Ummah that will, will make weaken us even more than we already weak. It is not possible for a person to speak about everything that he says to the ruler. Because if he does, either the ruler has already complied or already uh, done what he advised him about. So the people say, look, this guy advised the ruler, the, the ruler, he, he basically complied and sub submitted himself to him. He humiliated himself before him, which is not appropriate. Or if he, if, meaning if you publicly advise the ruler, either he obeys you, so then he is, he is looked down upon as being humiliated, or he complies, he doesn't comply, the people say, look, he's become disobedient and he's insisting on his wrong ways. That's why it's from the wisdom that even if you advise the people in charge, don't tell that to the people. Don't publicize that to the people. Keep it a secret. Because that entails great harm. Fifthly, you should not go against the rulers. Nor should you be a challenger or contender to them. And the Prophet did not allow you to challenge them except when, when he said, and taraw. Mm. You see, meaning the seeing of the eye or the seeing of knowledge of certainty. Kufran bawahan. Kufran bawahan. Meaning blatant disbelief. Unambiguous, blatant, straight up, clear cut disbelief. And you have, you have a proof and evidence from Allah regarding this kufr bawah. Meaning an unequivocal evidence. Where is that? Where is that for most of these rulers who people pass takfir on them? Wallah al-Azim, I don't need. Meaning that even if you're allowed to go against them with these conditions, meaning they, you see the kufr bawah. Does that mean that you must go against them? You must revolt against them? Because there's a difference between the permissibility of revolting against them and the obligation of revolting against them. This is assuming that they have done kufr that is undisputed. The answer is We don't revolt against them even if we were to see blatant disbelief. Which we have evidence from Allah regarding that. Unless there's an actual benefit in that revolt. It is not, it is not from the benefit that a, a small group of people with their weapon go against an entire uh, 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 state, an entire country with its entire weaponry and artillery. Because this will lead to the spilling of blood and the uh, legalization of, of for, uh, what is forbidden. Meaning the people will just يعني, make it permissible for them to do things that are otherwise haram. Without even being able to remove the problem which they found with the rulers in the first place. 
كما هو مشاهد في من أحد خروج الخوارج في زمن الخلفاء الراشدين. As it has been witnessed and observed from the time of the Khawarij went out at the time of the rightly guided caliphs, رضي الله عنهم إلى يومنا هذا until our day. حيث حصل من الشر والمفاسد ما ما لا يعلم يعلمه إلا رب العباد. Where there has been so much evil and corruption, only Allah, the Lord of the the the, the slaves knows. From the time of the first Khawarij until now, no Khawarij group has ever been successful. All they have done is cause more bloodshed and more corruption and more evil in the Muslim land. Yeah, they don't learn a lesson. These majanin, they don't learn a lesson. لكن بعض الناس قد تتوقد نار الغيرة في قلوبهم ثم يحدثون ما لا تحمد عقبا وهذا غلط عظيم. Some people, the fire of jealousy in their heart for the Deen of Islam is, you know, is illuminates or or is is lit. And so they wind up speaking about things which, are, which the, the outcome of which is not praiseworthy. And this is a great mistake. Then we say, what is, the, what is the scale of this belief? Some will say that this is kufr. Others will say it is not kufr. Like the matter of building temples in a, uh, in a Muslim land. By the way, there's a difference of opinion among the scholars. But these people say, no, 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 no difference of opinion. خلاص, the, the, those rulers are disbelievers. Ya rajal, attaqillah, ya rajal, attaqillah, ant asamu alim, wala fahman shi min al-ilm. You're a muqallid aslan, you are a, a copy-paste guy. You are a, a blind imitator of someone else. What are you talking about? There's a difference of opinion. If you don't know, just keep your mouth closed. As I've said many times before. Uh... وَلِهَذَا قَيَّدَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمْ ذَلِكَ بِقَوْلِهِ كُفْرًا بَوَاحًا That's why the Prophet ﷺ added a condition. It has to be blatant disbelief. لَيْسَ فِي احْتِمَالٍ Not open to possibilities. كَمَا لَوْ رَأَيْتَهُ يَسْجُدْ لِلصَّنَمْ أَوْ سَمِعْتَهُ يَسُبَّ اللَّهِ Such as you see him prostrate, you see him prostrate before an, an idol or statue, or you hear him cursing Allah عز وجل, أو رسوله أو مجبه ذلك, or he's cursing the Messenger cross you see him cursing Allah and his messenger, خلاص, this is blatant disbelief. Other things are subject to discussion. And also the general mass of the Muslims. So the advice you have, the sincere advice for the, for the layman among Muslims is that you show them love. And a smiley face. And you give him salam. And advice and help. Other things that will bring about benefits and eliminate harm. And know that you, the speech which you direct to one of these regular people is not the same kind of speech you could direct to the people in charge. And your speech or the advice or the way you converse with an ignorant person or a stubborn person is not the same way you will converse with an ignorant person. فَلِكُلِّ مَقَامٍ مقال. For every situation, there's something appropriate to be said. فَانْصَحْ لِعَامَةِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مَسْتَطَعَتْ So be, uh, give sincere advice to the general Muslims as much as you can. وَبِهَذَا نَعْرَفْ أَنَّ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ عَلَى اخْتِصَارِهِ جَامِعْ لِمَصَالِحِ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ We know that this hadith, in spite of its brevity, has actually combined all of the benefits of the, the dunya and the akhirah. And insha'Allah ta'ala, next class, we will discuss the fawaid or the benefits of this particular hadith i know we had a very rough day oh my god that was a class for the ages i hope and pray inshallah ya rab make dua that this uh, this this session circulates and that it reaches the muslims so they can take heed wallahi I, i'm not gonna make more money 
because I don't make any money from this. I'm not going to get hits. I don't care about hits. But if this makes it to the Muslims and they actually two, three, four, ten people at least say, you know what, from now on I'm just going to be quiet. Wallahi, we would have done the Muslims and Islam a great service. We ask Allah Azza wa to accept it from us. Tayyib, uh, uh, what happened here? Stream solo. I'm good? Why are you here? Oh, la, 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 Pedro, 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 Erovio in the house, ladies and gentlemen. You missed yesterday's class? Mm. Estad is drawing a criminal's face for the police to catch haram if we are a witness. If this is the only means, then it's allowed. If it's the only means, then it's allowed. My cousin is getting married soon, inshallah. Close the door, I'm hot. Her father has passed away and she wants my father who is non-mahram to be her wali. Is this valid? No. No, it's not up to her to choose who her wali is. The walizim goes through the family tree. So it's her father, her grandfather, her son, her uncle. Uh, first, a blood family. Once no one from them is available because they don't exist, then you could switch to other family members from, you know, from marital, uh, 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 you know, uh, relations. Marital relations. <laughs> from like, uh, you know, like relatives, marital relatives. But, uh, <laughs> what was that? But, astaghfirullah. <laughs> what kind of booby is this? But if the, first, before you, before you outsource it, it has to be within the family. Wallahi, Aba Musab, bro, I don't understand this rebelling against the ruler as if they have chance to overcome them and they have the nerve to go crazy against them. Allah Mustaan. Yes, indeed. You are right, ya Najjar. Salam alaikum, dear Ustad Waikum Salam. Can Muslim families travel together by car and or plane, especially the summer, instead of alone with their own family? P.S. The families are not related to each other. Wait, 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 wait. Muslim families travel together by car or on plane. Instead of alone with their own family. Meaning the, the two families are traveling together and everybody's mixing and matching. Then of course it's not allowed. But if they all keep it to themselves, then it's fine. If they all keep it to themselves, it's fine. I saw an Emirati Muslim doing the same Hindu ritual, touching the car to be blessed in a Hindu temple. Is this kufr? I don't know, Habibi. I don't know. You go ask him, what does he believe? Yeah, hif. If, go ask him, what does he believe? I don't know the belief of the uh, Hindus in this regard. But according to you, a lot of the Muslims will also be disbelievers. According to you, same principle, your own Muslim brothers and sisters are also going to be disbelievers because they have all kinds of beliefs about touching graves from, you know, what about all these Sufis? So you're passing takfir on all the Sufis? All the Sufis in Ummah that go to the grave and seek blessings from there or those who go to the, the, grave, of the grave of the Prophet Sallallahu and they, they seek any type of blessing. Then you believe that all of these people are kuffar? That's on you Habibi. If you feel comfortable passing wholesale takfir, I don't. Go speak to this person and ask him, don't ask me. And yes, if he believes that this is, uh, you know, if he believes what he believes, then it could be kufr. It could be kufr, of course. I'm telling you that this all these people think about. Instead of worrying about his own salah, I, 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 bet, I bet you this guy asking this question, where is he? This hif? I bet you he doesn't know shurut al-salah, wala arkan al-salah, wala wajibat al-salah, wala mustahabat al-salah. I bet you he doesn't know 90% of the deen of Islam. I just, I'm just betting. I'm betting meaning I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you. Not bet with money. 
just based on knowing and experience, this person knows 10% of Islam. He's worried about some Emirati guy, about what he's doing, what he's not doing. He, you think Allah is going to ask you about him and he's not going to ask you about your own uh, obligations, ya ta'ban? Why don't you worry about your own self, ya captain? You see the sickness, ya akhwan? This is all that they think about. They left the whole world and they want to go to this country. See, they have churches in their countries. They have uh, temples in their countries. They have synagogues in their country. Adi. Adi. But they, they, they go to another country and this is their biggest thing. Now they can't sleep at night because there's a Hindu temple. Ya rajal, uqsum billah majaneen. Ki wallah al-azim, sickness ya akhi. Alhamdulillah. Ustad, uh, about housefly fall in cup. Is that hadith stronger week? It's a sahih hadith. It's a sahih hadith. If it falls into your tea, uh, dip it. Ustad, uh, you've mentioned before that people can watch Ahmadida's debate but warn against Daniel's debates. What is the difference in recommendation? I never said that you can watch Ahmadida's debates, brother. I don't remember ever telling anybody to watch Ahmad Didad's debates. I said that if you, if you are a Muslim, a student of knowledge, or you are a caller to Islam, and you want to debate, or you want to not debate, you want, yeah, even if you want to debate, if you're qualified, or you want to engage with Christians and give a da'wah, and you could use Ahmad Didad's uh, debates as a, as a weapon, because you're able to filter out his mistakes, yes, for the da'i, for the caller to Islam, no problem. And listening to Ahmad Didad's debates. But for the average person, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because A, Ahmad Didad, did, rahimahullah, did not have the right aqidah. Second of all, he was, يعني, he was very aggressive in, in certain things. Uh, so I never said that. And are you going to compare Ahmad Didad to Daniel? Ahmad Didad, rahimahullah, who used to, used to have the Bible memorized in his head. He would quote everything from his head. Ahmad Didat, who actually was a lion on stage against the Christians, he single-handedly destroyed Christianity. You're going to compare them to a, a Wikipedia researcher who does everything behind the screen? He'll literally be, be researching the answers while he's in the middle of his debate. Are you kidding me? You're going to compare these two? A'udhu billahi majnoon. ya azim, ya baba. Where is Ahmad Didat and where is uh, Daniel? What has Ahmad Didad done? How many people have entered Islam because of, Dan because of uh, uh, Ahmad Didad's uh, you know, lectures and talks and debates versus this guy? How many people have entered Islam because of Daniel? And how long will they stay in Islam before they, you know, they go nuts? La ya sheikh, la la la. Ma al muqarana marra ma Ustad, want to recite the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah after Asr, Maghrib or before bed? After Asr, Maghrib. It's part of the Athkar al-Sabah and Masa. If that's what you mean, the Athkar al-Masa is preferably after Asr. If that's what you mean. May Allah bless you, Talameen. What to do when your own parents, siblings call you an extremist and they claim to be liberal Muslims? You be patient. You be patient and you try to call them out of their liberalism. It's adi, adi. It's normal that you're going to be called names when you try to adhere to Islam. Nothing's new. Stad, I follow a student of knowledge doing taqlid as I'm barely a student of knowledge. Does that mean I follow the madhab? The sheikh follows like he's a hanbali, therefore I am? No, you're not. No, you're not, brother. 
you don't become a Hanbali because you're following an opinion that because usually even the Hanabila they're not hardcore Hanabila. He's gonna go with whatever opinion is, is sound, which is you know the 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 way that we follow. Yeah, we might follow the usul of the Hanbali madhab, but we're not Hanbali uh, blind followers. Assalamu alaikum. What what is the ruling on women who misses three Jumu'ah prayers? Because <laughs> she's not obliged to take part of Jumu'ah prayer. The ruling on her is that she's doing a great job. May Allah bless her to miss uh, 3,000 Jumu'ah prayers. The more Jumu'ah prayers the sister miss, the better. Because she's not supposed to go to Jumu'ah in the first place. And her going to Jumu'ah is a fitna. Her going to Jumu'ah is a fitna. So if she's missing three, say bravo sister. Continue barakallah fiki until you die. Don't ever attend Jumu'ah. Pray for Rak'at at home and spare the Muslims from your fitna. The brother wants to go to the masjid to worship his Lord. The last thing he wants to see is a woman entering and a woman leaving. Not that the woman nowadays, mashallah, tabarakallah, and he dressed the way, the way Islam commands him to dress. Where do you find a sister nowadays that actually dresses according to the teachings of Islam? Wallah, it could be one out of a hundred. One out of a hundred. Ninety-nine are dressed with mashihalak abaya, with colorful colors and adornments and, you know, glittery stuff and uh, decorations and logos and signs. He's look at it and say, what the heck's going on here? Of course a man is going to look and he's going to mess up his salah either before or after. If it's before the salah, he's entering the salah upon a sin. If it's after the salah, as soon as he finishes the salah, he's sitting again. خَلَّكِ فِي الْبَيْتِ يَا شَيْخَ أَجْلِسِ فِي الْبَيْتِ مَا أَلْفِ صَلَاةِ جُمْعَةِ لا تروح المسجد اصلا ففوز with his questions brother wronged many people especially by disturbing them in the masjid he usually tries to limit himself how can he recover from this as he fears the wrong many take his deeds he just goes and apologizes to them apologize and seek their forgiveness there are feminists who claim that Aisha was an inspiring woman for leading an army to fight against Ali in the, in the Battle of Jamal. What do you say regarding this claim? I say, watch my lecture. The male is unlike the female, also known as feminism. I address this particular issue in that, that one of my favorite lectures. If you guys want to hear one of my favorite lectures ever, then watch the lecture Feminism, which was delivered, what, 10, 12 years ago, before anybody was discussing, discussing feminism, subhanAllah al-Azim. But it's according to the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the Salaf. Beautiful, mashallah, tabarakallah. May Allah bless and accept. Why I'm saying it's beautiful because it's so straightforward. No, you know, about kalam fadi, no, balagat, no, fallat safa, wa fi aishi. Ala tool. Qala Allah wa qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa fa'ala kida wa sahaba wa fa'ala tabi'in. Ma fi shay, ala tool seeda. No need to do any research on Wikipedia to answer that particular issue. Watch that lecture, it answers that question. Alright, running out of time, y'all. Uh, we are running out of time. Are you a student of knowledge? No. No, I am not. I don't qualify to be a student of knowledge. I am a caller to Islam. I'm a da'iyah and a caller to Islam. That means that I do some of the things that the students of knowledge do. But I don't do them at the same level and efficiency as they do. Okay? Can we describe Allah as a necessary existence? No. It's better that you don't use these philosophical terms. 
it's best that you don't use these philosophical terms because the Prophet ﷺ did not use them, the Sahaba did not use them. Even though they might be correct in essence, stick to the way of the Salaf in terms of what you describe Allah with in terms of names and attributes. To Allah belongs the most beautiful name, so call on Him according to that, according to them, and stay away from those who commit ilhad, meaning they deviate in regards to Allah's names. Ustad, there's a freshers party, and they want me to wear all pink abaya and khimar. Ah! I'm the only Muslim in class. Woo! The norm for a Muslim woman in the area is all black. Can I still wear pink? A'udhu billah, ishti wear pink. Do you think you're a flower? Do you think you're a flower? Well, uh, which fruit is pink? Do we have uh, Mustafa? Baba, we're in a class, not in a playground. Habibi, ruh sheikh. La ya sheikha, la. La ya sheikha, you don't wear pink and you don't comply and you don't listen to this. If you wear pink, aslan, if you wear a pink khimar, and a pink abaya, the entire world will look at you. Like you're literally telling the people, look at me, I'm right here. And abaya and khimar is supposed to be for you to tell the people, don't look at me, I'm not here. <laughs> you, see the, you see the contradiction? The purpose of the abaya and the khimar is to tell the people, don't look at me, I'm not here. And then you wear them pink, so you say, hey, look at me, I'm right here. Hey, everybody, can you see me? What are you doing? What are you doing? You, you're never going to have more eyes, you know, look at you in your entire life than that day. Ya Sheikha, ajlisi fil bayt, la truhi la university, wala battikh, wala batatis, wala lahma magliya, wala kibbinaya, wala fulba ta'miya, wala tabula, wala shay. Ajlisi fil bayt, abuki. Don't go anywhere. Don't go to university, or don't go to this pink hijab, or Barbie, or all this. Khalli walli kullu, khalli walli. Ya Sheikha, please, for Allah's sake. Have mercy on your soul. Allah Azim, ya Sheikh. Things that you don't believe. Okay, you won't go. Jazakallahu khairan wa ahsanu Ahla alam. Bravo nobody. Bravo sister. Jazakallahu khair. Don't go. Don't go. Wallah, you don't need it. Tayyib. Ameen ya Rab. Tayyib. Yalla, we're done. Uh, we'll see you bi'idhnillahi azza wa jal next week. Again. Ya Jama. This is a fat cat now. Ow. Is she pregnant? No. Guys, I'm not choking it, by the way. Look at the camera. Say Jubna. Say Jubna. Tabiyala, enough. Ow! Isha, the cat wants to hurt Abu Musab. Yalla, Zakumullah khair. Hold it by its neck. I'm not an expert with cats. <laughs>